Hey, hey sleepyheads, and welcome to our eternal sleepover. I'm Lauren. I'm Georgia. And we're two best friends who decided to make our sleepover permanent by moving in together. Hey guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Eternal Sleepover. We're here for the Barbie special edition episode. Limited edition Barbie episode. What's Can a podcast be limited edition? George is just sorting her hair out. I don't know what she's doing. Yeah, welcome to the Eternal Sleepover X Barbie collaboration non-sponsored. Not not affiliated with Barbie. <laughs> Mattel didn't run us any money for this. This is just free. That reminds me of the <laughs> free pizza, sponsorship. Free the, marketing. The Pizza Go Go advert we got in the spam. <laughs> we got like a, some spam like advert in the letterbox the other day from Pizza Go Go. And they had a picture of an Air Force One on the cover and it's some sort of competition. But then afterwards in italics it was like not affiliated with Nike. <laughs> yeah, so this is a Barbie special of Eternal Steve Paper not affiliated with Barbie or Mattel or the Barbie movie. Which is really shocking actually because who and Barbie not doing brand deals with? <laughs> not us, truly. It was just us. We're doing when it with they, everyone else. When this movie is so successful and they do like spin-offs because people can't help but franchise the fuck out of everything, then they'll call on us to do a special. Exactly. <laughs> this is, we're just laying the groundwork right now, guys. I actually wonder if people have the name like Barbie sponsored podcast we didn't look into that we should have we should have researched that but what we did research and what we'll get into for this special episode is the marketing and brand deals around the new barbie movie yeah and we're going to talk about the release strategy and we're also going to talk about the music the soundtrack the good old soundtrack for the film we will we might mention oppenheimer very slightly but this is for the for barbie just, yeah, it's just, it's, a, a, it's just like a, a pre-warning facet of Barbenheimer. Oppenheimer is a facet of Barbie in their association. It's, you can't not talk about it. And then at the end, guys, currently as it stands, we haven't seen Barbie. Unfortunately, we're seeing it tomorrow. And we have to record an episode today in order to edit it, edit it in time for Sunday. <laughs> so we have to record it before we've seen the movie. But tomorrow we're seeing both films we're seeing Oppenheimer at half nine in the morning absolute like, morning gang I don't think I've ever seen a movie so early in the morning in my life I will be getting a prep breakfast I'm putting that in my bag I was like should we make sausage sandwiches and like eat them before <laughs> make them well yeah make them what well, when we went to see My Little Mermaid the guy in front of me was my like little eating mermaid. <laughs> my little pony the little mermaid <laughs> well, the guy in front of us was eating wings really yeah we've got to bring in some substantial food because the Popeyes at Westford I think he just stopped off there that's really smart honestly but our schedule for seeing both the movies is club another club no wake up in the morning we go see Oppenheimer we have breakfast Oppenheimer's three hours long so that's yeah. got us locked in till lunch we have a kind of snack some kind of midday break an interlude and the then interlude. We, we see Barbie in the evening it's um, gonna be excellent and then why, after, have we, wait, why have we chosen to do it is there any reason we've chosen to do it that way well we just booked barbie like three weeks ago mm. because it was selling out really quickly and we didn't really pay much mind to oppenheimer at the time and then we were like well we've got to see, we've got to see it we've got to see it on the same day and it's the yeah. only viewing that's early enough that it doesn't clash with barbie yeah in the cinema that we're going to it's a cultural event and we're cultural event attendees so we have to I'm willing to take up the whole day. <laughs> We're sacrificing our Friday, July 21st to 
immerse ourselves in this cinematic experience. And then after we've seen the film, we'll be doing a little summary, a two minute review of Barbie, and then we'll have that as like an addendum to this episode. So don't you worry, you're going to get our true and honest thoughts of the film at the end of the (laughs) podcast. So you have to listen to the very last second. Our original thoughts. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Straight from the source. Me Googling, what does this film mean? (laughs) I think Oppenheimer is going to take a little minute to like... we'll probably have to digest it whilst we're digesting our lunches and then barbie's like our perfect sort of like dessert it is it's the palate cleanser like after you have to watch family guy after a scary film yeah literally it's It's like we thought so much for the past three hours of watching killian murphy and like matt damon run around and then we're gonna matt damon (laughs) (laughs) then we're gonna have a good old time with barbie what is that from is that from family guy i don't know i feel like that's a thing thing in family guy and they go mad damon interesting so let's get into it first phase of this podcast first section is release strategy yeah they did they've really done a great job i watched this video that George Thomas watched before about when they did the Space Odyssey the teaser trailer. trailer. Yeah. And I forgot about that because I feel like this movie's been coming for so long. But that was so good. I'm a big fan of Greta Gerwig's movie. I thought Little Woman was great. I know I don't know if you know this, but she like acted in a film called Doe Strings Attached, which is with uh Ashton Kutcher and Nicole. Not Nicole not Nicole Kidman, that's wrong who's the woman in that film i can't remember but she's in that slay and i always hear her voice but then she was obviously an incredible director and the film that she's gone on and done have been amazing ladybug as well and that with ladybird ladybug ladybird ladybird yeah now she does this i'm just very excited for what it is that she's producing i watched an interview that she's in earlier and i didn't realize that she's one of only eight female directors to have ever been nominated for an oscar literally disgusting that's crazy and in the space odyssey teaser trailer it was only actually when you said this earlier that i realized but there's a scene where margot robbie as barbie smashes up all these like kids baby dolls mm. and they're all made of like porcelain or whatever mm. material they were made out of 100 years ago when she's wearing a 50s like swimsuit mm. and it's because of what you said barbie being the first non-baby doll that, w- yeah. that young girls could play with and i was like wow that's like paying homage to like it was so true because she had the in this article that I read, I think it was on Vogue that she had agency. It was like the first doll for young girls that had like agency, even mm. though maybe at the time, I don't know, the dolls that I don't know, she was a pilot, or like had a dog, and like she would go to like she could go to space. Yeah, this kind of stuff that Barbie could do. I like, but I guess it was a departure from just them having like baby dolls to play with. Yeah, and you like couldn't have a bank account, but you could imagine yourself as a little girl <laughs> like being an astronaut. <laughs> oh yeah and then also with like barbie in the direction there's just because some of the articles that we've read like in preparation for this like i actually don't know the direction of the film and what it's going to be like Mm -mm. but maybe based on the space odyssey trailer and maybe the kind of you got to choose the stiletto like the birkenstock it's going to be much more deep than Mm. than maybe people might perceive it to be yeah, and I feel like the marketing's really interesting in that, like, so, like, it's obviously gonna have such a, like, or you would expect it to have such a wide female demographic of people going to see the film, but I think if all, like, all-star female cast films, this is probably, hopefully, fingers crossed, gonna have the most men <laughs> in attendance. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember as well, when we went to View recently, they were doing this thing where if you have a friend called Ken, you could bring him with oh you to God. see the Barbie movie for free. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. We also, when we were just doing research on this, we also saw something with Margot Robbie said that she understands that there is not a fan base to Barbie and people really actually don't like Barbie or like actively hate Barbie and like what she represents. Mm. So in the trailer, they actually say like, if you hate Barbie or if you love Barbie, this is like a movie for you Mm -hmm. so i think that that's a really interesting approach too because i think they're trying to like open it up they turn up the script they turn up the script yeah um it has a crazy budget apparently i read an article it's 100 million for the movie which i think is accurate and 100 million dollars for the marketing budget isn't the same for oppenheimer though as well it's the same for oppenheimer but i'm like what is oppenheimer spending it on i don't know i've not seen anything but in that video that you showed me (laughs) They talk about how, like, when they had uh, Heath Ledger, when Christopher Nolan, obviously, who's directing Oppenheimer, had Heath Ledger as the Joker, there was loads of backlash online. Mm. So they put loads of marketing spend behind, kind of be like, assuring people that it's going to be good. And because people are like, I'm not going to see it if it's Heath Ledger as the Joker. And he yeah. was like, this is my acting moment. And then I'm going to exit stage left after Literally. this amazing thing that i do incredible yeah as well. and, yeah and it really works and it was it was really captivating and i think maybe with this christopher nolan's kind of reached that status where like he doesn't possibly i don't know feel the need to, to do that yeah. i don't know and he just because i've not seen anything whereas the barbie stuff and barbie brand deals can't escape barbie wrapped london buses i can't escape that <laughs> shit you can't look anywhere and it's not seeing and not see pink yeah it's crazy yeah and the press tour as part of the release strategy has mm. been crazy. The red carpets, the outfits, the YouTube videos that we've been watching. Mm. I watched a really bad one this morning. It was oh. Pop Sugar, I think. Um, it was cool. They obviously made the format up for the purposes of the Bob movie specifically. Oh. And it was not like a traditional format they have on their channel. Yeah. And it was Michael Sarah, Issa Rae, Margot Robbie, Greta Gerwig, the other person. Ryan Gosling? No, he wasn't there. Someone else. Emma McKay? No, someone else. Harry Neff, possibly. I can't oh, remember who okay. was in the interview. Um, and the concept possibly was quite interesting. Michael Sarah was like the host and he reads out this Barbie is and then he reads three facts about a person and they had to guess who the person was. But it was so unstructured and messy and shit and badly executed. Oh. And it was five minutes long and they told the production crew, told all of the talent after the five minute long video that they didn't have time to do anymore. They were like, oh, okay, that, thanks so much guys, like, the video's done. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> we just started. And then one of the people that was there, the one who I can't remember who it was, um, didn't have a fact, any facts read out about them. So they got like squished into the end. It was like really like oh. bad video. But on the most part, we watched the Ken things Ryan Gosling can't live without. That was so funny. Obviously, like, GQ do this format where they interview different people and they're like, here are 10 things I can't live without. And it's not not dry, but it's just due to people being like, I can't live without my designer Louis Vuitton bag that this video's in collaboration with and I can't live without my headphones or my wallet, right? It's not, like, groundbreaking. But this was a really funny approach because it was all in the character of Ken mm. and the things that Ken can't live without. And Ryan Gosling was like, I am Ken on and off the camera literally and he also everything was so in relation to barbie everything he he was like his one ken central is 
sunglasses mm. a pair of sunglasses that look fashionable yeah and a pair of sunglasses that have mirrored lenses so the barbie can reapply lipstick using them <laughs> <laughs> it was great a, a handkerchief in your fanny pack so that barbie can like blot her makeup even though i've never seen her need to do that in her whole life like it was just the great. funny pack metallica the fog. i was like what the fuck is this it's terrible <laughs> it was i wonder if that's going to be in the film maybe but then we read a interview with the wardrobe or costume designer for the show i think she's called jacqueline duran crazy it was so amazing like largely inspired obviously by like 1950s and 1960s barbie like when barbie first came out but like chanel supplied like the whatever they didn't have or couldn't get chanel supplied like everything else and then stuff the uh maybe didn't fit that then came from michelle michelle came from chanel <laughs> they just remade they just made it so if like margot robbie or like other cast members didn't fit into specific chanel, chanel items they just remade it for it's, them they're like chanel's like we literally love margot robbie and they were like thank you for this opportunity they're like product placement for the whole feet like for the entire movie literally the whole film <laughs> it's insane and it's actually just so refreshing to see a level of effort put into marketing but also like genuinely smart people obviously behind the scenes and making stuff happen and everything like this is the first movie pr run cycle that i've seen in a long time where everything we're getting into that we'll get into the like marketing the like mm. licensing arm of it later which isn't mm. all, isn't as great but i think it's just so great to see what so clearly works the system that they have like everyone is doing their job to the absolute best of their ability and everyone is so talented i cannot think of a film in the past like five years that has like had a as excellent of marketing a marketing campaign as no this. i agree and we're always at the cinema like george and i like really mm. love to go to the cinema i feel like that's like a post i think you've always liked to go to the cinema but for mm. me that's definitely like a post covid thing and it's so nice and i feel like in the films that we've seen and how many big movies we've maybe gone to see i feel like this is like crazy and then i was reading something about how many other big movies are out this mm. year so another like spider spider verse film yeah another indiana jones film another mission impossible film but i'm like this friday is like the, the film the moment <laughs> yeah this is like the f- even bigger than like i'm gonna say my little mermaid again even bigger than <laughs> the little mermaid again which is the most ridiculous ip it's a black female lead you would have thought it would have been the most like groundbreaking movie of the year but it's like barbie <laughs> unfortunately or fortunately it's barbie yeah it's just been so much better executed i don't know i think it's super interesting though i think it's definitely the most like unless something else like blows out of the water in the past like five years it's the best marketing campaign i've ever seen yeah the willy wonka trailer just the tease trailer just came out and the films were coming out for like two years but <laughs> that's a really bad trailer <laughs> that's a bad trailer what's, bad the, what's the clip that when it's going around on social media he's like listen up and blow it down i can't remember it's literally that it's literally that another thing we wanted to also talk about within this is obviously the music for both movies or actually more specifically like for barbie i'll briefly talk about Oppenheimer, but i really thought it was gonna be Hans zimmer he does the score for like interstellar and it's like Mm. crazy um and i think people like oh it has gonna be Hans zimmer it's gonna be Hans zimmer and it's not it's somebody different who's done like the score for like tenant and maybe has worked more closely with christopher nolan before but then i tried to also look up the score for barbie like if there was alongside obviously the soundtrack that's come out like uh like an actual like like an actual soundtrack and maybe i just like couldn't find anything about it but i just found stuff out about the soundtrack that has come out like with julie per and 
Charlie XCX and like Nicki Minaj on it. It's the crazy people is, on this yeah. soundtrack. The obviously the most popular song out of it has been Barbie World by Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj, but that's just the trailer song. I saw a clip of the film, someone like recording the credits, and that's just that it's not part of the film at all. It's just the end trailer. It's like the end credits song. Oh, but I guess I guess how would you fit it in? It's got like a drill beat, obviously, in the background. So I'm not sure how that fits into the like Barbie landscape versus all the like super pop stuff they've got. But I just thought that was really interesting because it's like the lead song of everything mm. for the from the soundtrack, and then it's the last song in the movie. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Well, Charlie XCX did a song for it as well. Speed Drive. Yeah, but it's just like a kind of iteration of Room Room. And I don't know <laughs> yeah. why they didn't just do Room Room because that's like a really iconic song. Because I feel like within a lot of TV shows and movies at the minute, they're like putting in like trending music from social media. Mm-hmm. So people are like, oh, I know this song. Or it's like a five second soundbite or something from social media. And Room Room is really popular on TikTok or like the let's drive part of it yeah yeah, yeah. And I, that would they've just like tried to recreate they, it on speed drive i bet that they got her in the studio and were like can you recreate this but like different barbie if i it <laughs> yeah well um you know this song it's like kelly on tiktok yeah that she's on the soundtrack too so oh. that's another tiktok it's one that's like got a white boy on my roster he be feeding me pasta and lobster yeah that's, so she's on the soundtrack mm. which i think is so interesting it's like a tiktok sound i'm like why is taylor swift not on the soundtrack why probably couldn't afford it (laughs) she's like i'm on tour i don't have time but then sam smith's on the soundtrack and i thought this was so interesting because they've done a song called man i am and obviously they're non-binary but then greta gerwig asked sam smith to create the song from ken's perspective and then i thought that was so interesting because it's like you make obviously it's getting a non-binary person Mm. to sing a song for a man about possibly about masculinity masculinity i don't know if the song's out or not i haven't listened to it i couldn't like find it anywhere Mm. um but i thought that was so interesting because obviously there's lots of like more feminine or like less typically masculine qualities about ken in the movie and i thought it was really interesting that possibly they're applying these like looser gender binaries to him even through like the soundtrack i thought that was crazy that's really interesting yeah that's super interesting i saw the um the Billie Eilish did a, also did a song and that came out and the oh video of like her uh, in the kind of cove and she's like in all the different kind of weather conditions like rain and like wind and stuff and she's trying to hang all of her previous outfits of herself like on the little rail thing but she's I've dressed, not seen it yeah but she's that's what someone yeah someone said that she's like it's all previous things that she's worn and she's hanging all those out, outfits up on like the coat hanger on the on the rail mm. but I've seen so many interpretations of what that song means it's also what am i made for right or what was i made yeah. for it's really sad but then people have been like interpreting that and in, like their roles and their like personal lives and i thought that that was really interesting is that going to be like i don't know and i'm trying to make a point <laughs> i'm like this what? is my time to make a point, I mean, and, I'm got like, a point. and i'm like i can't what's your point i feel like the song <laughs> is something is summing up like a collective generational feeling of like what the fuck am i doing with my life what is important what is meaningful who am i what am i here for Mm. which possibly is what the film is exactly going to touch on so maybe the film in like other ways as well will really really resonate with like these generation struggles yeah exactly and like when you played with barbie and you were younger it was like the like barbie even though maybe she was an astronaut or she came in a box and she was like for a plane or whatever an airport Mm. 
an airport. She was for an airport. <laughs> she could kind of be whatever you wanted her to be. Mm-hmm. And you had these dreams for this doll. But then it's like, when you grow up, those kind of feelings changed and people feel differently about their own lives now that they're mm-hmm. adults. So maybe it'd be like nostalgic, but also provocative in like a really like beautiful way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like reminding you that you can apply the same thing to yourself. Like, yeah, you can... like you can constantly reinvent yourself. Yeah. And Barbie is doing that. And when we read that article with the interview with Jacqueline Doran, who's the wardrobe stylist, she was like, well, out- Barbie's outfits change throughout the movie as she herself like evolves. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting as well. Me, when I look back at an outfit I wore two months ago and I'm like, ew. <laughs> like me every day i'm like what the fuck am i gonna wear today i hate all my clothes literally i'm like why did i buy this why did i wear this last summer it's not representative of who i am anymore but just some honorable mentions of who's on the soundtrack lizzo dua lipa i spice Nicki minaj charlie xcx carol g sam smith tame impala ryan gosling has tame a song impala. tame impala is, is that because ryan gosling didn't he sing through the whole of la la land He's like, I'm a singer oh, now. Oh, he's like, I've learned how to sing so I can be a singer. Mm. Dominic Fike. Oh. Haim. Is that how you say it? H-A-I-M. Yeah. I didn't know they were on it. Yeah, they're That's on crazy. it. That's crazy. Billie Eilish, The Kid Leroy, Khalid, Pink Panthers, Gail, Ava Max, and 50-50 featuring Kelly. And that's the whole soundtrack. And it's not out yet. I would love to listen to it. Yeah, so many. The actual At the time of recording, it, we don't know if it's out on your. <laughs> the actual, the individual, so like the Charlie XCX Speed Drive song has says it's from the barbie soundtrack and has a barbie soundtrack album cover but you can't click through to the album on spotify and you can't find it the barbie soundtrack album on oh, spotify oh i wonder why i mean is it all gonna be out tomorrow yeah i think just like the sam smith song's not out the lizzo song's not out i don't think the tame impala dominic fike songs are out i feel like the dua lipa song came out quite a while ago then and then oh, really? charlie xcx came out a couple of weeks ago and then the Billie Eilish song I feel like only came out like last week or this yeah. week I've not even listened to it I didn't even realize it's it was sad. out I just heard like the Pink Panther song a weird pink weird pink pink Panther weird pink Panther stands we saw her at Primavera but the song called the Barbie soundtrack is not it I they must have asked her to do this specifically but it's got like I'm like this is what the wrong thing it's got like Irish like I don't know what you would call it. Like, I, it's like, bag, it's not bagpipes. It's like whatever the Irish equivalent of bagpipes is it. I don't know. I'm like going to play it right now. I don't think I've heard it. I've not heard it. We can't play it. We'll have to cut out the part of playing in the podcast because of copyright. <laughs> it's fine. I'll just show you the little bit because then you can tell me what it actually is. Did you ever listen to this song by an Irish pop? Maybe this is before your time. But by an Irish pop group. Uh, the song was like, Where you do, where you do. Say you do what I want. Say your true. Say to me when you say, say love me. Did you ever not buy, from buy your, Bewitched? Your, not from your rendition of it, I'm not. It's the like same, Irish, right? right? Yeah, it's kind of like an Irish, anyway. Like an Irish fiddle? Like an Irish, yeah, like an Irish fiddle part when someone's got a violin. I don't really know, unless that's, so Bewitched, that song was like, popular around the kind of time like aqua the barbie song came oh. out so it was like that sort of like 90s time mm. so i don't know if that's just like a kind of throwback with that i don't know why they didn't get bewitched like i fucking love that song that would have made it but yeah i don't know like it's just a really un- like i'm like it's unusual the- for her because it's all garage i swear that she does like yeah and then like what is irish anything got to do with barbie i mean we're gonna have to see aren't we we're gonna i mean maybe they go to ireland <laughs> maybe as far as i'm aware it's all set in like new york or something it's like will ferrell and america ferrera 
Also, we thought her name, we talked about her yesterday. We thought her name was Barbie Ferrera. Her name's America Ferrera. Yeah, Barbie Ferrera is from Euphoria. Yeah. Yeah. We were wrong. And also, yeah, we we're very wrong. We were wrong. Um, so that's the that's the soundtrack. I'll be excited to hear the whole thing. So far with the like three songs that are out, three or four songs. I mean, I don't really listen to much Dua Lipa, but the Charlie Six song, like, I love Charlie Six, but I could take or leave that song, really. It's like a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. And the Billie Eilish song is just another sad classic Billie Eilish anthem, so. I need to listen to it. I've yeah. heard the snippet I've heard. It's like, Exactly, exactly. Again. literally like that it's like classic Billie Eilish she also looks <laughs> great in the video though she's like it's really? the kind of same like Barbie like ponytail thing with like a fringe Cute. at the front yeah she looks great always true love Billie Eilish um and the Ice Spice Nicki Minaj song 10 out of 10 yeah of course absolutely yeah that's a great song actually yeah excellent song how Mark- could they not have involved oh sorry how could they have not have involved Nicki Minaj with the original Barbie I know literally the Barb literally Barb <laughs> we're Barbs <laughs> Barb <laughs> They should have done more with her. But she's been going to all the premieres, which is really great. Uh, if she should make a cameo in the movie, I would love that. That would be crazy. Does she? She should have. I feel like it would be a big deal if she did. I feel like we'd know already. There would have been like a bit of it out already. Yeah. That's, someone should have done that though. Um, We can't say much more on the soundtrack because it's not all out yet. So yeah, stay tuned. Marketing. Marketing time. Our favourite part. So, of course, when we want to talk about this, there have been some really interesting... Uh, brand deals as a result of this movie and there have been some really fucking like duds i mean like we're gonna talk about global waste just like <laughs> fucking these brands are single-handedly contributing to like this issue with their like shit merch that like fills no gap in the market that anyone asked for and then we also have some ideas on what people should have done <laughs> Better if, we, if ideas. we had the marketing budget here's what we would have done because i think it's really interesting because i'm sure that the licensing team is different from the movie marketing team Mm. i'm sure that all of the licensing is retained by mattel which does not necessarily have the tact of potentially a warner brothers for example in their like licensing efforts i don't know if there's any like collaboration there if there is warner brothers you're letting yourself down i don't really know what you're doing Mm. but we'll list some of the brand deals that we've seen or some of the licensing collaboration products that we've it's seen. a long list. A long list. This is a, not even an exhaustive list. This is it's just not, like the ones we've seen. Yeah. And then we will go through them in depth to an extent and yeah. tell, us, tell you yeah, what yeah. we think. Go. Crocs. Barbie Crocs. We've got the Barbie Airbnb in Malibu. Uh, The next collaboration, there's a pop-up for it in Covent Garden as well. We saw a Barbie pool float. I don't remember where we saw that though. Where did we see that? Somewhere online. Somewhere online. Froyo, Bobby Froyo. <laughs> the Barbie Xbox. <laughs> the OPI nail varnish. Uh, the Barbie Krispy Creams. A Barbie Tangle teaser. A dragon glassware Barbie candle. The ruggable rug. Yeah, the Barbie Primark collection. <laughs> <laughs> Roller skates. Uh, the Barbie Gap collaboration. And the most recently, which I think was actually out this week, is the Zara collaboration. Yeah, so there many. So many collaborations that people felt were needed. Felt somehow. <laughs> so, <laughs> number one, the Crocs. Actually, okay, wait. It's, it's Crocs and Gibbets. And they're platform Crocs. Mm-hmm. And they can, like, they were hot pink. Yeah, they're hot pink, yeah. Quite cute, actually. They sold out. They sold out, yeah. In America, at least. Some of them are like... Some, and they have, like, a black pair, a, a pink pair. I don't know why the pink pair wasn't just solid pink. That would have been really cute. 
a pair of solid pink platform crocs the gibbets i love gibbets is such a good idea mm. for like the like power you have in licensing with a gibbet mm. with one singular gibbet is mm. immense and it's super cute you've got like a barbie b gibbet you've got like i think i have a pair of sunglasses from memory like super super cute mm, super cute i think it was great i think it was a really great collaboration crocs are like very cool i would love to be or know the marketing team like when they turn the whole like i think people would be like crocs like mm. a couple of years ago and then like when the whole like sports mode like regular mode like thing happened with crocs they've done a bunch of sick collaborations with like drew house and like i suppose they did like a kfc pair and they just do mm. really interesting collaborations and i feel like this to me didn't feel like strange or like forced or anything yeah exactly i've got a pair of real tree crocs i love those i don't own any crocs rude i don't know actually i don't know i don't know why just, they're like 30 quid just get some i know and i'll get some cool divots anyways you can get gibbets off Etsy too. You can get like someone else. You can get gibbets. Taylor Swift gibbets. <gasps> Perfect. They're actually really bad. The Airbnb in Malibu, love. That was so good. They did the architect. Is that where they did the architecture digest tour? Yeah, like I think so. Yeah, so good. That was really, really f- smart. Love recreating the entire house. Love the play on the like Barbie dream house. Everything's so pink. Yeah. Obviously, it had to be in Malibu. Yep Great. Airbnb, I love you. Such a not like a lot of opportunities for Airbnb to collab with films and i think that's one really unique one that's like presented itself and they've grabbed the opportunity and i love it yeah it makes sense it was, yeah. it was great it was a great brand deal we love you i wonder how much they paid i wonder how much it cost to stay there yeah we should probably know i mean i'm gonna tell you right now Malibu's fucking expensive how much does it cost to stay in barbie and burn barbie how much does it cost to stay in the Barbie Dream House? Earlier this month, Airbnb revealed that guests can sign up to stay at the life-size dollhouse free of charge as part of promotion by Mattel. The wow. massive compound features a pool, a water slide, and a dance floor, and several Barbie-inspired bedrooms. But it's free. That is so cute. Who stayed in it though? I'm like, is it free as a ploy or is it actually free? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, it's like one of those things where you sign up for an email for something and to win something, but it's just email collecting. No one ever actually wins anything. Yeah, it's just like, here's all the data for Mattel and Airbnb to share. The next collaboration, I saw the mini phone that they did. It was like a flip phone mirror, which I actually thought was very similar to the Glossier. It's very similar. Mirror keyring. But possibly much cheaper looking. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like something you would get in a cracker. I love the idea of like a makeup collab with Barbie, but I would have loved to see it with someone like with a more interesting brand like Pat McGrath, especially being mm. a black female owned beauty brand. I think that would have been really amazing. And she, Pat McGrath really focuses on glitters and stuff. So it feels super aligned with Barbie and it could have just been like a, a palette of beautiful pinks or like this crazy pink lip gloss or something and a bit more like editorial and like a bit like higher. It could have been pushed it out push that out a bit more yeah but i understand making it accessible for like children and like young girls to like buy nicks because that's like it's in boots you know like i understand from like a earnings perspective yeah 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 it just i agree like a a sick graphic liner would have been cool as well yeah like they've got like a cheek palette and they've got like a eyeshadow mini palette and then they've got a lip gloss. The lip gloss is kind of cute. It's just like a Barbie pink lip gloss. I don't yeah. hate hate the packaging though. Yeah, the packaging's not on, not on, not on. 
Packaging is not on. It's absolutely not on. Packaging is not it. And then they've got some pink lashes, which I think is cute. It's the packaging is like, cute for that, though. The packaging is cute. It is cute. And it's like, really, I get a lot of videos about girls getting their lashes done and getting like crazy stuff put in them mm. on my TikTok. So it feels mm. like of the times. Mm. So I'm not, I'm, I don't hate. Yeah. The pop-up that's in Covent Garden is like, as you would imagine it to be, it's like pink. And then you've got the little Barbie box you can go stand in. Oh, cute. Yeah. They had one of those when a, in a showcase cinema like two weeks ago when oh. I went to see something. So oh. you've got a pick, got a pick in one. Got a pick. <laughs> got a little pick. Got a pick in one. The Froyo. Oh, I don't know if I did. We read that about that in an article. Let me have a look. Barbie Froyo. Lol. Is it Pinkberry? Is that American? Pinkberry, yeah. So it's like snog. Okay, so we don't have this here in the UK. We have like snog Froyo, but at Pinkberry in the states. You can get uh, the Barbieland Berry Pink Froyo, which is a blend of strawberry and dragon fruit flavored frozen yogurt topped with dream sprinkles. Actually looks very cute. It does look cute. It looks super cute. Barbie cup as well. Barbie cup. Uh, I can order it right now. It should have come with like a little <laughs> cocktail umbrella. That would have been so cute. Oh, that would have been so cute. Or like a fun spoon. Yeah, like yeah. A fun, like... Something collectible. Like, yeah. You cut your Baskin Robbins spoon. I God, I, well, I don't know. I'm like, is that? It was like a hot pink Baskin's Robin spoon. Baskin's and Robin's? Baskin Robin's. Baskin Robin's. Anyways, yeah. yeah, I got a hot pink spoon, but I feel like something like, you're right, like a little like thing that you put in. You know what I just thought would have been good for this? If someone did a slime collaboration. <gasps> like a Snoop slime? Yeah, Barbie. like a hot pink slime. And then the bits, the little like things that went in it were like the pool accessories. I like she could have done like a Barbie pool one. She could have done like a whole collection. Yeah. Like a Ken, she could have done like a Ken one. Oh, I think that would have been so cute. Damn. Because slime's so like, that would, that's maybe part of our things that would have been good collaborations because slime yeah. is so like now. And it's so like, kids spend loads of fucking money on it yeah they do wow sorry you missed out mattel don't steal our ideas please the barbie slime yeah yeah and then we've got the pink xbox mm. i love it i think it's so cute it's cute xbox nothing's happened in a minute on an xbox no one like that like it goes crazy whenever they release a new one every five years or have many years they release it yeah and then in between it's just like really big lols but for women in gaming I know that this is a concept of like shrink it and pink it yeah. in gaming, especially well, not in gaming especially, it's like but it's super products, prevalent. Yeah, and products targeted at women. But in gaming products specifically as well, they'll do like two sets of headphones, and the pink version will be like infinitely more expensive because yeah. it's like more difficult to get, or whatever. But I think this is really cool. I want actually do wonder how much more expensive it is than a normal Xbox though. But I love it for like honoring women in gaming and like yeah, making it clear association that there's space for women in gaming i think that's really cool yeah that's, it was a smart it was just like a smart collaboration i agree and i feel like there's almost a kind of behavior that on tiktok sometimes or on social media of people asking their girlfriends or partners who are like artists to like mm. decorate their xbox or like their playstation and make it yeah. more of this like cooler feature in their room or more personal and i feel like a collaboration like this and be like well here's a hot pink kind of like xbox it's quite like it's personality focused as well yeah it's really so you cool. can like say who you are like in your bedroom i suppose like if you want it's part of your identity your yeah. identity. <laughs> it makes you wonder if there's a game coming did you oh ever play the brats games no. when you were a kid no. so i was not i was like too old i was like born too late for barbies i think and i was really like a brass girl um 
And so I had the bra- the Bratz games on PlayStation 2, on DS, like everything. And they were like really good. They were really good. You could get changed. You could roller skate all around the place. You could like meet boys and go for smoothies and stuff. And I wonder if they'll do like a Barbie game on Xbox. They used to have a Barbie website that had like the Barbie internet games on there. Oh, really? Where you could like do your makeup or like do hair. I don't yeah. know if those still there was something that comes back that's like that that would be so cute yeah i love it well i mean it takes fucking years to develop a game it took them like how many years to get this harry potter one out <laughs> so i don't know how long it's gonna take them to get this barbie movie but <laughs> we'll see so the next up we have the barbie opi collection i actually really fuck with opi nail varnish you usually get it at the salon salon <laughs> The salon, the salon. <laughs> but the quality is always really good um and you can get press on nails so you can get like a barbie dream house collect like a uh, collection of press on nails and you can get like uh, a dolls rule dolls rule collection but then they do like a bunch of cute colors so they've got yay space welcome to barbie land hi ken my job is beach hi barbie feel the magic <laughs> best day ever every night is girls night and bon voyage to reality please they're all so funny <laughs> the yay space one and then my job is beach one bon voyage to reality that's and i feel like that's really like reminiscent of what the film is gonna be like yeah like exit your current reality and create a new one for yourself literally and the colors are really cute as well it's not like they've gone like so inoffensive like a stuff you can't wear it's like pre- they're pretty wearable shades and that's they're not so just cute. like hot pink even though the one that's like high barbie is like hot pink i mean you can't not do it though true i love opi i think they've got a really good structure for like simple and successful brand partnerships like that because you just pick a color and choose a funny name and then you've got a really great brand deal yeah i don't know if you ever go into nail shops sometimes and they have like the stands when they do special editions of opi nail varnish with a celebrity and it has all these pictures of like shakira from like 2008 and she's done like a opi collaboration or whatever it's great it's really really good that's so good though i just know that when i get my nails done i usually get the same color and i always ask it's like a pink it's like a pale pink and it's like bubble bath or something but the names of opi varnishes are always so funny they're like bubble bu- bubblegum pink 360 spin in the air so i'm like i'll have that one please <laughs> my job is beach is it blue that my job is beach one? yeah that's great I and the high chem one is yellow which i thought was really cute <gasps> we love that yeah beyond the binary <laughs> so cute that's great the opi one's great 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 uh and we've got the crispy creams I think it's just possibly dipped in pink, but I could be wrong. And let me tell you... Dipped in pink icing. The, the on-the-spot research. So it says here that crispy cream... Was it crispy cream or crispy cream? I think it's crispy cream. Okay, ignore me. Okay, possibly crispy cream Philippines is offering a bite of perfection with two Barbie-themed donuts and a drink. So you can get donut one, which has blue icing and pink and blue sprinkles, and then a spark- and then the sparkly girl boss donut is pink with a glittery glaze the girl boss donut okay <laughs> i'm surprised dunkin donuts didn't d- tap into this because with the what with with the work they do with charlie d'amelio they're so gen z their audience i feel like for dunkin yeah that's true like a drink yeah i'm just checking on this if they haven't but they haven't people have done a drink so people did a barbie like sw- i don't know if, i've never heard of something called swoon it's like lemonade but they've done a barbie drink slay like a pink lemonade cute yeah love that but i agree dunkin donuts i feel like is very youthful yeah even like zach 
Bell, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did McDonald's not do this? Why the fuck did McDonald's? McDonald's not do always this? feel like I was like McDonald's. They always feel like very like of the time with their with their collaborations. Just like obviously hinting at the new jeans one and even the BTS one. Mm-hmm. But they would have been so like a pink. Unless I can't do a pink sauce because the that one who been did the pink sauce, <laughs> the pink sauce there. But then that maybe Burger King already did it then if they did it in Brazil maybe maybe they'll just do like a happy meal and they'll be like a shit because the happy meals used to be so good and now they're just shit and you get a toy get but a maybe it'll just be like a low-key like branded kids meal box happy meal collab if they do it at mcdonald's but i agree they should have done like the new jeans the, the bts meal they should have done like an, but then as far as i'm aware they've only ever done that with the celebs oh my god a his and hers barbie and ken meal because you know they did the <gasps> cardi b one with offset like and it was kind of like a, a, a wow a, i love that that would have been so smart. Like a boyfriend-girlfriend meal? Boyfriend-girlfriend? They should have called it the boyfriend-girlfriend meal. <laughs> that would have been so good. And they could have done some, like, really cute shit. And it could have been, like, this is Barbie's meal and it's loads of shit. And then Ken's stuff is just, like, the fries. It's just, like, fries just and a drink a Barbie. or literally. Yeah, he just wants to watch Barbie eat. So he's just, like, he's there. <laughs> that's so cute. That would have been so... Well, there's another idea that they could steal. There you go. That would have been really cute. We're quite infinitely more, you guys. So yeah, which our brains are wearing. And then we've got, I have to speak about Tangle Teaser because I love Tangle Teaser so much. Mm. They've got, I use Tangle Teaser hairbrushes for my hair because my hair's really fucking thick and always knotty. And I used the one with a handle and they did a Tangle Teaser hairbrush collab and it's just a hot pink brush. But I think it's so cute. I think, I love it. I think it's great. Have you seen the clips of Margot Robbie in Barbie and she has the, the big Barbie brush? Because I no. got a Barbie brush you know those mini travel brushes you can get when you go somewhere? I think I yeah. had a brush like that, but then Barbie came with a brush that was like big enough to use on her hair, but big enough to use on your own hair. <laughs> so she's kind of like brushing her hair with like a really big brush. That's so cute. I love that. So I guess that's inspired by that because that was great. The brushes were always so huge for yeah, the they doll's were, heads. Right? Yeah, they were. They were always so big, but I just assumed that was so you could, I mean, I've got really fine hair. So yeah. I just always assumed that you could use it on your own hair. So I, I did. Use it on my hair. Like when I was like seven, I'd be like, I could brush my hair with this. What <laughs> my Barbie hair brush to school. <laughs> and then we've got the Ruggable Rug. I love this. Okay, so Excellent. I have all these collaborations when people have just like made things pink and put like bees on things and whatever. This rug that's like firstly there's like the 1950s swimsuit inspired one which is like black and white yeah Yeah. and then there's the pink one which kind of like is like the gradient yeah i was gonna say ombre that's wrong but yeah Yeah. it's great i think it's It's so gradient it's gradient it's it's the first one i've seen where there's like an interpretation of exactly. the core essence of it that's taken exactly. place. Exactly. Because do you know what they could have done? They could have done a kid's rug that just had a Barbie logo all over it. Yeah. And that's a, the equivalent of effort that all of these other companies have put exactly. into their licensing. But I think it's great. I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. And it's like adult, the the rug is like between like 200 and 700 dollars the really big one is like 750 or something and the smallest one is like 200 dollars or something. But they look great especially the one that's got hot pink in the middle i think it's so yeah cute. it's great and i'm it's like great. if we didn't spend so much money on our rug i would literally have bought it already it's really good it's really good i really like that 10 11 out of 10 rug 11 out of 10 ruggable rug the primark collection oh my god speaking of brands just whacking a logo on a piece of fast fashion <laughs> oh i like don't i'm like okay fine like fine. it's like it like there was no more for plt right but it's just like fast it's just like a fast fashion interpretation. There's not any like real like imagination behind the pieces. It's just a Primark 
it's just like whatever blank they use yeah that's worse quality than a gildan blank and not to like knock accessible fashion i think if people are fans of the show and they want to be able to go buy something fans of the show fans of the movie and want to be able to go buy something from primark that's like fun um they can but i just feel like in this instance it's just like it's not it doesn't really add anything yeah there's a lot of barbie merch out there already like for sure possibly although primark's really not as affordable as it used to be R- really yeah like when i used to be a kid i my mum would shop in primark and like i, I was shopping primark and a top would be like four pounds now the tops are like 10, 15 pounds 20 pounds inflation i know but we like in, in primark like damn bitch i could buy a one pound top off of boohoo on their one pound dress sale if i wanted to or like pretty little thing i don't know that's why it's online e-commerce for fashion businesses are killing it because even like the brick and mortar stores can't keep up yeah it's a thumbs down for the it's primark thumbs, it's thumbs down from us we've got the roller skates roller skates are very cute they're super cute that was great i feel like roller skates in the past few years has gone like a big it's like gone a big following it's like there's a really great uh community especially in london of people who roller skate yeah we went to westfield the other day and we saw a girl trying on pink roller skates in the middle of westfield yeah so it must be working yeah <laughs> anything i want to say about these ones i think they're like blades i think these are like the blades ones and oh, not the, the thin ones and they're, they're like... not the like the four when it's like four wheels oh, oh that's tough for real roller skaters really then like an bro- inline is that what they're called i have no idea i think so i would not be buying them can't roller skate see my life i could roller skate when i was younger i can ice skate so i'm like is that cannot ice skate i just feel like the texture of the ground the gravelly ground it's not like a skateboard though we get like thrown off from a stone the wheels are a bit nicer i think someone was skating like down like an older woman was like rollerblading like down an old woman past mcdonald's oh really yeah i I was like like, skateboarding girl get out of here so fucking busy here (laughs) why are you doing this right now she's like this is the only way i can get home (laughs) and we got the dragon gaswares candle barbie collab not very interesting i'm like come on you could have i like the concept of playing with scent with such a like strong ip and the idea of like malibu and the dream house and like just self-discovery i feel like you know you can draw a lot of like personal experiences and memories from scent and there could have been a really interesting way to like interpret that like do you remember i got you that malibu candle that's kind of cute it's from zara oh really do you remember i got you that malibu candle or is it the la candle do you remember that? No. And you had it in your bathroom in your old flat. With the palm trees on it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was like, it meant to like invoke the scent of like somewhere on the East Coast of LA. On the right. Got it. East Co- West Coast of LA. I can't exactly remember where. I'm going to tell you what this smells like. A fruity, flirty playfulness of sweet berries and a freshly opened doll instantly conjure all the glamorous excitement of fantasy and play. And it's currently out of stock. So I can't tell you how much it was. It doesn't look very good, does it? The reviews... Did we not read the reviews when we were on the tube or something the other week? Oh, I don't know. While it looks nice and smells nice in the jar, it has no scent throw and I can't smell it at all in my small apartment when it's burning. Super disappointing. Wow. No depth. That's sad. Yeah. But I mean, it just... I think... The idea of opening a toy, I thought that was quite like interesting i suppose but i don't know though i feel like there's just so much more from the film and so much more from even just the trailers alone the idea of like malibu and self-discovery i feel like you could have totally made it like 
I don't know, because scent is all about memory. And I feel like when people do scent, especially when your job is scent, they have such like strong connections with stuff. Like I was reading a review of Tyler the Creator's like scent earlier and apparently it's amazing and it smells like a warm the woman who reviewed it said it smells like a chlorine like a kid's swimming pool on a warm summer's day and i was like that's so like and the reference for him was when he used to swim in lakes as a child so i feel like you know that's crazy yeah you could have done done a series of things that was more like in other than it just being like this is something that's like flirty and playful and kind of sweet because we think barbie would be like that you could have done something that's like this smells like I don't know, like when you're playing in the grass as a kid and like you're imagining Barbie like taking over the world or like this is what it smells like when you go on a summer holiday. Yeah, this is what it smells like when you wake up in the Malibu dream house. And they could have done like a Ken scent. I don't know. I feel like they could have just done some much more interest. It's the, What they've done is the equivalent of put a pink, pink Barbie logo on something. Yeah, that's true. And they've dyed the candle pink, I assume. Have they, is there a pink candle? It's like in a little glass, kind of like, it's just in a glass. It's like this. Oh. So you can't really see. So it's just pink with a Barbie logo on it again. Yeah. But then, which is one of the next things we have to talk about, Zara, the Zara candle. Yeah, so the Zara campaign for Barbie came out this week and I don't actually, I think I haven't really looked that much into it until we started like prepping for this. And I don't actually hate it. They've also done a candle, which is just the Barbie logo, but as a candle, which is currently out of stock as well. But the collection is giving kind of like, cowboy like beach gingham like (laughs) realness which i feel like is much better than some of the because it's directly inspired by what's in the film right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think it's great i think it's super cute in some of the accessories they've kind of just like made it a bee and made it pink which i was like well that kind of sucks Yeah. yeah but the dresses and the gingham i think is super cute and super interesting as we lay on Lauren's gingham bed sheets. I just got gingham bed sheets because I feel like gingham's having like a revival. <laughs> the but, gingham. Yeah. The gingham what? The gingham resurgence. I don't know. You said like gin chat when you came in my room this morning. I was like, I have no idea what you're saying. You're saying gingham. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and then there's a gap one as well, which I, from memory, is like slightly more interesting than the other fashion collabs. Possibly not as interesting as the Zara one though. But it's just like very true to Gap, but some of it does just have like Barbie written on it and it's pink. Mm. But I think the Zara one's better. But then I was going to say I would have loved to see XYZ, but let's just move on to that. What we would have loved to have seen. What yeah. better ideas? So we've got we like sidelined by things that we'd love to see, which obviously is like this kind of couple's McDonald's meal love. and like a slime collaboration, which I think would have been great. Adore. And this whole like candle series, I think would have been great, like different scents, like the different like characters or different like moments in the movie would have been great i would have loved to see like a blue marine collab i'll die on that Mm. hill the pink the idea of like beaches Mm. sun summer that's very so very blue marine everything i do is pink their font is not even dissimilar from Mm. the barbie font i just think it would have been incredible i know there was some sort of like designer small brand collab with barbie possibly it was with way before the film though so maybe it's relevant oh. but i don't remember who it was oh okay um also i we had this discussion when we were in the cinema watching what do we go and see most recently elemental elemental and i saw the really big barbie poster in the cinema and they were in the pink chevy and i was like they should have done a pink chevy they should yeah. have done a limited edition 
Chevrolet that's exactly the same car and the same spec as the one of the movie and they should have done like 50 of them and sold them for like hundreds of thousands of dollars didn't they do a car collaboration did we look it up and there was something that they did do oh I can't remember I can't remember but yeah I fully agree and then also like a Hot Wheels yeah getting Hot women Wheels, into getting girls Barbie into playing with like cars thing. yeah because yeah. Hot Wheels is like Hot Wheels do make your car do a backflip you're a boy <laughs> <laughs> Sick trick! Look what my Hot Wheels can do. You, it, you killed the jump. Go smack your mom. It's so like I'm a boy. I hate it. Go smack your mom. That's so funny. Doubling, uh, coming back to the fashion one, the Barbie shoe shot alone from the advert is so iconic from the trailer. Mm. Why is there not more shoe collabs? A Barbie Amina Mawadi collab, a Barbie uh, Steve Madden collab. Maybe yeah, it's coming. Jimmy Choo, a Barbie like... Jimmy Choo collab. Barbie Naked Wolf. They Come said on. Crocs. Barbie Crocs. They said Crocs. They were like Crocs is enough. Crocs is not enough. What? Uggs. I want to get Barbie Uggs. Barbie Uggs, like a Barbie Telfar Ugg thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbie Telfar, and then there's a shoe brand called Paris Texas that do really hot, sexy shoes. Would have loved to see a Barbie collab with them but i think the amino mawadi ones or steve madden would be like a1 i just feel like in general with the collaborations they could have been weirder yeah they could have could been, been weird and just like more smart like the marketing is smart they have a birkenstock in the film because they've done a birkenstock collaboration why the hell they do not do a birkenstock a barbenstock a bourbonstock <laughs> yeah a kenanstock i don't know something. something funny something weird something one of one please um and then this was a really random random this was a really random <laughs> <laughs> this was a really random one but barbie inkbox tattoos oh yeah because inkbox work with a lot of really cool content creators and barbie hasn't worked with content creators which i think is probably smart and probably fine but like they could have done glitter tattoos for kids and inkbox maybe they are purposefully staying away from children because they have like a more adult take on temporary tattoos essentially but it would have been super cute because they're really trendy like temporary tattoos they use them a lot in like shoots there's that echo 2k shoot where he has all these like temporary tattoos on his back they're like and they do there's the towel i have from ogbff mm. where she has a chronically online temporary tattoo when we went to barcelona we got that two packs of temporary tattoos to like do them and we just didn't oh, do them oh because we never used those i completely forgot we were, so, we were so overwhelmed by them in the <laughs> shop and then we just never used them but they could have done like a barbie one they could have done like a also i think a glitter one would have been so cute because yeah. it's so beach when yeah, you go beach, so beach you get temporary tattoo glitter one has there been any like swimwear collaborations or sunglasses no not that i'm aware of gentle monster barbie club oh but they could have done something so sick and like weird yeah i think that would have been great and like really cool a swimwear like frankie's bikinis or something yeah. for swimwear would have been super cute what? what's going on with this i didn't ask for a fucking candle <laughs> i wish one something weird um and then the last one i've got on here is like a barbie drag thing they should have mm. done like a barbie drag show or like maybe some drag queen will take the barbie IP when you in. were talking about like pat mcgrath makeup i was thinking it would be so good if they did like a drag collaboration there like the Trixie well. Mattel yeah. cosmetics or whatever it's yeah. called yeah that would have been so cute yeah because I feel like drag is like based on the essence of like stereotypical femininity in terms of like gender binaries yeah. whatever and that is like Barbie as well to a T basically very interesting very interesting we, we, they did not do that I don't know if you have any more I'm just thinking about looking around my room but yeah I think they could have just done like 
more, I don't know, yeah, I've not really got anything, Barbie bed sheets, I don't know, I've not really got anything, I like a Barbie, like a Barbie bed I think would have been sick, like, that would have been great, like, cause the, or like a Barbie, cause I don't know, like, her wardrobe and stuff that she has, have there been any, like, kitchen accessories or anything like that, I don't know, you don't have to get, like, full hand, but you could have done a Barbie, I bet, is it not a Barbie Le Creuset, oh, that would have been so collaboration, cute. cause I feel like, they've, they've done, like, a Harry Potter pan right and like hello kitty stuff yeah yeah the cruiser barbie one would have been cute like not that it has to be like hot pink pants you don't bright yellow if it can but like something mm-hmm. that that would have been fun i think a kind of kitchen wear kind of like collaboration an our place pan a pink <gasps> one a barbie they don't really sell our place pans and selfridges now i don't know that yeah they could have done a barbie one though you're totally right yeah that'd have been so cute yeah and like matching utensils and stuff yeah, and maybe like more food stuff. I know there was the proper corn. Yeah, they're like, but that was just like snacks. Yeah, it's just like they branded the packaging and it's a competition. Though. Oh yeah, right. Maybe they're more like like a pink popcorn or something. Yeah, or like a yeah, like a, or like a pink candy floss popcorn. Yeah, something candy like floss. that, or like an ice cream collaboration, a Ben and Jerry's like exclusive. That could have been sick. And they could have sold it at the cinema, so you could eat yeah, it when you go and watch the movie. Exactly, like something. Like, that could have been so cute. I feel like that would have been great. Are they doing... Am I wrong in thinking this? When we went to cinema last, they had a Barbie flavour of the Tango Ice Blast. Or was that something different? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to see when we go. They had something special edition flavour of the Tango Ice Blast. Which possibly was Barbie, which is kind of cute. Maybe. And then the last thing, it's not really a collab, but I just wondered if the timing would be right for like a Barbie documentary. Like deep dive, like something really serious and like interesting deep diving into the history of Barbie. It'd be great to know what this means for them now as a brand. Mm. Because then I, I don't know if I've seen any dolls been sold or like anything about the doll around this movie. It's just like about like barbie as a brand like the and word the IP bar- and the it, name, yeah. yeah versus like dolls mm-hmm. so it'd be great to know like the future of mattel and like what their plan is as a brand no i think that's so true i think it would be very apt uh and like i don't know some like real good documentary maker to get some real chance some real stuff out of there i think that'd be great that's all of our brand deal ideas you're very welcome all the brands whose ideas we came up with <laughs> Um, but we're now going to go and watch, well, not right now, but we're going to watch the both the films and then we're going to come back and say how we felt about those films. Uh, but it's going to be right now for you. So here's our review on the Barbie film. It's Barbenheimer and we're back. back. Yo. <laughs> wow. What an experience. We did Barbenheimer, Barbie, nope, Oppenheimer promptly at 9.30am at the cinema and then at all day break and then barbie at 5 30 p.m the same day yeah we did it we did do it it had to be done really there was no other way but through the half nine viewing was a shock to the system i don't know shout out to the guy who sat next to me eating nachos at half nine in the morning i was like boy i'm gonna be sick get that plastic cheese away from me <laughs> i was like fuck we were there with our civilized like prep that we had like sneaked in our bags and then people were like oh i had to get an extra large coke and a double nachos and to the man who sat next to me and was obviously a physicist and kept making verbal exclamations throughout the whole film <laughs> thank you so much he just kept going wow yeah 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 exactly yeah like that <laughs> oh oh my god what like i was like oh my fucking god shut the fuck up both cinemas were jam packed 
we went to view in an undisclosed location but we did go to view a big for, big view for for both viewings <laughs> wow that's why it's called that isn't it that's smart that i guess so because you view the screen <laughs> but why is it spelled like like q like a view q isn't the same vueling airlines that's the same but i think that's spanish though maybe it's spanish for view i don't know oh have to ask duolingo but thoughts on the films also lauren saw barbie twice yeah i saw barbie last night um for we were able to i was we we i was able to get tickets um really late at night in central london so we went and saw it quite spontaneously so that has changed my perspective but let's talk about oppenheimer barbie barbenheimer in that order Barbie and Oppenheimer or Oppenheimer and Barbie? Oppenheimer. Did I, what did I say? Uh, Barbie, Oppen- you said Barbie and Oppenheimer in that order. Oh, I thought it said Oppenheimer, Barbie, Barbenheimer. Oh, okay. I don't remember. I don't know. Okay, she wasn't listening to me. She was checking her phone. Anyway, no, I needed to sneeze and I was trying to look at the light. Also, I was looking at my notes on the films. You fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down with me. We went to Yosushi afterwards for a debrief and I wrote down... What we about the then film. they were like can you fuck off yeah we've, like, we've just sat down they're like can you fuck off and the guy was like the guy is stabbing us he kept pushing his friends <laughs> to the side like, he was like my personality shines through here literally <laughs> i can be my true self <laughs> oppenheimer <laughs> was incredible it was really good it was an as you keep saying it was an epic it was truly an epic it was an epic it was like a movie that shit was a movie. Christopher Nolan sat down. And he was like, we're going to make a movie. A movie. And it's going to cost $100 million. And it's going to take up three hours of your life. It's going to take up months and months and months of our lives. And Cillian Murphy's going to look so sexy. And you're going to love it. He's going to be the size of a, of a paperclip. And his <laughs> eyes are going to be so sunken into his, his blue, blue eyes. His oceanic <laughs> eyes over his sunken cheeks. Or whatever the Warren Tobias would be said. They're going to be so sunken into his head. And he's going to be so beautiful and perfect. And I'm going to wish that our paths had crossed. And we... There's were, some day stuff together. <laughs> we were together. <laughs> our souls were intertwined. He apparently lost loads of weight for the role though because yeah. the Oppenheimer guy was super skinny. A chronic smoker. Bad. Super skinny. Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, to name... Everyone was in that film, Josh basically. Peck. Everyone was in that whole film. The uh, One of the Safdie brothers? Yeah. Who else? Who Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. The guy that was in Stranger Things. Yeah. That old guy. Casey Affleck, I think, was in it. Then some other people that we loosely recognised and couldn't place, but just everybody. All of... Oh, the guy from... The older brother from Hereditary was in it. The guy the, from Die of a Wimpy Kid. The guy from... The Adams Family, but the original one, who Wednesday meets at camp. He has an inhaler. He's in it. He's it's, actually really good in it. I don't remember his name. I don't even know who he was. Everyone was in it. They were like full cast stacked. They said, let's get all the white men in Hollywood in one room, please. Right now. Right now. <laughs> they did. They literally did. Um, it was literally incredible though. Like definitely top 10 movies I've ever watched. It was cinematic. Yep. It was deep. It was like, it was three hours long, but so is Avatar. And Avatar gets really fucking boring in the middle. And this didn't get boring <laughs> in the middle at all. The soundtrack was unreal. The, the score was, was crazy. I feel like it's one of those movies when if you saw it at home, though, it wouldn't be as good. Like, you needed to yeah. see it at the cinema to experience it. I think it was pretty tastefully executed as well. And the, like, 
stance on it and then the way they also tackle his feelings about the like victims with the nuclear bomb and stuff i thought it was all pretty there's also this really horrific scene with florence Pugh, which was also like pretty tastefully done as yeah. well it's not like it like it's about nuclear bombs right so it could sh- so easily and of course about really specific horrible events that happen with nuclear bombs and it could so easily be like shock factor led because of that and it's almost the opposite it's almost like so bought bored down with all the details of every single thing that happened that yeah i uh, we read something when we were having dinner afterwards that someone had said that it like when i'm not trying to give away spoilers but obviously they successfully do it Mm. and then they when they're testing it it's like a successful test and then uh they said the film kind of takes a like a decline after Mm. that but i feel like that was almost intentionally done because um, he takes a decline himself Mm -hmm. and like he realizes what he's done and what he's created. And that's really felt in the film. I really agree. I really agree. And also we have read or seen a lot of videos online and read a lot of like stuff on Twitter about people talking about the, I mean, first of all, the film didn't tackle any of the victims of the actual bombing itself that happened in, japan but then we saw lots of people online talking about the impact of the test nuclear bomb in new mexico and all of the people that were affected for like years and years afterwards because of the like radioactive material that was present in the like radio like 50 mile radius or whatever and how and also all of the native american people that lived in the like or in or around the desert in new mexico at the time who obviously was really really affected but it doesn't really tackle any of those people at all Mm. and i know we've spoken about it a little bit but it almost feels like they're not tackled in the way that people like i don't know people didn't really pay much mind to it in real life either and it feels like an accurate cross-section of events in that it doesn't pay much mind to those people but then you could totally argue that well now's your time to do it yeah (laughs) now that you've got this hundred million dollar budget and yeah stuff yeah no exactly i agree um but overall incredible film like gut-wrenchingly sad who i i don't think we're two girlies who do not find like war films entertaining no i would never sit through like some kind of war epic i've never seen dunkirk i've never Mm -hmm. seen those kind of big movies that are like that i haven't seen even seen tenant i think the last like christopher Mm -hmm. nolan film i maybe watched was batman Mm -hmm. and batman was like an amazing trilogy like that's the incredible collection of films so i think he's always kind of riding that kind of like measure of success in a way if you will but i feel like this film was just like i think we both just came out of it and we were like oh my god we've just seen like i know i keep repeating myself but we've just seen like an epic we've just seen a movie we've just seen something that's like incredible cinema like going back to like making cinema such a destination and such a thing yeah. to go and experience and i feel like barbenheimer was such a like a cinema experience and that mm-hmm. real drive to like movies i know i'm kind of getting on a side tangent now but i feel like people were like all the cinemas like over like no one goes to theaters anymore no one watches False. movies everyone just watches stuff like at home on netflix and it's like the viewing experience our view <laughs> was so incredible mm-hmm. the sound like the sound i saw some memes that people were watching barbie and they could hear the bombs going off in oppenheimer in the next room really because the score is so loud yeah in the whole film. <laughs> i don't know if that's true or not but i thought it was really funny yeah but i've never seen 
so many people and also such a like eclectic mix of people in the cinema in my life yeah for especially sure. for us going at nine in the morning <laughs> it was busy people were like we're in here they were like and i was like okay because when we booked it we booked it like in advance and we were like mm. oh we're gonna be the only people who were like in here at half nine in the morning on a friday and everyone was like false i'm also in here and they had added so many more viewings than mm. there were when we booked them because we booked both the films so far in advance but people were there to see barbie at half nine as well yeah because we were rocking in up pink. in pink yeah, yeah yeah so barbie barbie as well You go first because I've seen it twice now. Okay. She has a more like rounded view, I think, of the experience. I think, um, I think Barbie was incredible. I think it was a really good film. I think it's really beautiful. I've watched like a lot of Greta Gerwig interviews. So I like know a lot of what she was trying to do with like referencing 50s and like even older movies and the sound stages of films like Wizard of Oz and stuff. And I think that's super cute in the Barbie land world. And I think the cast is incredible. I think the costume is incredible. I think the score is pretty good. I think that the, everything is good except the script. (laughs) Okay. Or not the script itself because actually it's really funny and like it's really witty and it's super on the nose a lot. Yeah. And some of the stuff they tackle is really important, but I think it's quite rushed if the story is not entirely what I expected it to be. And then we've also spoken about how this was maybe intentional, but it, I really felt like as a woman that I would see, see this film and find a piece of media that I really, really, really resonated with made by women for women, featuring women funded by women, like all, all of everything for and by women. And then like, it just felt a little like, something was missing the like Mm. impact i think i was hoping for but then i'm really conflicted because i see a lot of people who have felt that impact and who feel like it was a cultural moment i I don't a cultural moment it for sure was but i think it didn't have the like impact on me in my on my feelings about like femininity and stuff in the way that i'd hoped for example and then i'll shut up and then you can talk no no Keep going. There's a scene, and uh, spoiler, spoiler alert. There's a scene where Barbie, Fer- uh, Barbie Ferrara. We keep, I we keep, keep doing that. that. Yeah, I'm sorry. America Ferrara is talking. Who is? Uh, she's not called Barbie in the film actually, so that's wrong. America Ferrara is talking about. She's listing all the things that women have to experience, and the way it starts off, it's really like it really resonates with you. You start getting rolled up. You're like, yeah, you you do have to do all these things. You have to be skinny, but then you can't say that you want to be skinny, and then you have to want say you want to be healthy, but then being healthy means being skinny but you can't ever be honest about that you have to be a good wife but you can't be too overbearing you can't complain but you have to keep the house clean but you can't like all of these things and it feels really like impactful and it feels like it's going somewhere great and then it becomes the way to like save the all of the barbies and it becomes like a joke and i was like oh okay you've just taken something that like was is like really significant and shitty mm. and like resonates with lots of people and then like made it a punchline of the film mm. and i didn't really i th- and i think that just like the ending i really love the whole first half of the film but possibly just like the last like second half or even the last quarter just didn't quite do it for me i think what was really hard when we saw it the first time, mm. and I, I think we both exactly felt the same. I think we were comparing the two films as like an experience in isolation. And obviously for us, Oppenheimer was like the movie experience that like was more impactful, I think. I think mm-hmm. we both came out and we were like, 
that was great that was amazing but it was like barbie was not like the same cinematic experience as like mm-hmm. oppenheimer but they're two completely different films um and i agree with a lot of the points you're saying definitely around the topic of patriarchy i really agree with you and the stuff that they were saying and that was like the way that to free them from it was for them to realize that that was what they were doing and do you know what i it's mean it's just and a bit like shallow i don't know if this is the right word but it's like a bit contrived mm. i don't know if that's the right word i think i agree i also think that it could have been weirder i think it could have yeah. been a little bit weirder it could have been a little bit like more gritty i think the weird barbie integration was really funny but mm-hmm. i think they could have gone even deeper on like on on the that kind of topic or that kind of theme yeah like we i think we actually spoke about this before when we were like debriefing but oppenheim is the movie that's like rooted in fact but actually ends up becoming really conceptual and quite like deep and like more about someone's like soul and their like spiritual inclinations and then barbie is a film that's rooted in like no semblance of reality it has all of the potential to go absolutely crazy all of the potential to get super weird and like enter all these dreamscapes Mm. and explore like women's psyche or men's psyche or just explore something that's like a really like strange and it doesn't do that it doesn't even really attempt to do that i feel really the same as you i feel like there's been so many videos on tiktok especially people talking about how much they resonate with the content and how much they feel like very seen by the content and how it's like by the film and how it's like the same experiences that they have and it's like reflected Mm. back to them in the movie and i understand that too i i really feel that as well especially when it explores like uh like mother daughter relationships Mm. and like the kind of passing time i know you and i were like really crying like a yeah. lot in the cinema <laughs> when the Billie Eilish song was playing and I well, think it really you not cry at that song? I think as a woman watching that only a woman can like relate to that mm-hmm. experience especially like with your with your mother and like getting older and not playing with dolls mm-hmm. anymore um so I definitely understood that but I really feel like we both felt immediately that there was something that was like lacking or like had been missed mm-hmm. my only thought with that is that it's because there were so many people involved and so so much red tape hypothetically right the the kind of narratives they could explore because of that like with metal you don't know they would have been like yes no you can do that you can't do that a barbie can't be portrayed in this way and the, like the as far as she went with it was as far as they they could go yeah like i think you're so right because it's metal and because of the ip of the film itself it's really concerned with having like mass appeal also Greta Gerwig is like fairly early in her directing like she's got some really incredible films but she doesn't quite have the like history of someone like Christopher Nolan so also possibly they're like willing to let her take less risks and like not letting her go as far with it whereas like Christopher Nolan's made a really great film but I don't think he was concerned with it having mass appeal he was just trying to make something really beautiful in a way that Reson- that he that resonated with yeah, him yeah you're so right and then when we sat down and had dinner you even said about how like the brand deals that we talk about in the podcast i feel like it makes sense for the yeah. kind of movie we had seen mm-hmm. and i think that's really true and like you're right about the mass appeal because it was very much like if you love barbie if you hate barbie there's like something in this for you and it was like funny and it poked fun at like the uh like how barbie sets this kind of false expectations like for women but it was Mm. also like actually but this is this is a doll that you can like still relate to and Mm -hmm. women can still look up to her but then i don't know like i don't know i just don't know it's it's missing a certain je ne sais quoi it's just missing but then also 
um so much of the press surrounding the film since its release has been like especially in like more like right leaning newspapers or just like a bit more sensationalist mm. newspapers have been that it's like a man hating really yeah like oh, loads I've not of press seen about that. that really yeah. i mean who's got the fucking time of day to do that shit i mean like is it <laughs> but then like in terms of the like feminist ideologies and stuff like maybe they were pushing it as far as they could to like allow it because we're pretty like heavily feminist and pretty fucking liberal so maybe it's like we even have a skewed idea of what's really much more palatable to like everybody Mm. like i can imagine like the film still has to resonate with like little conservative girls too (laughs) from conservative Mm. families so maybe it couldn't go like quite where it needed to go in terms of the like feminist ideals yeah maybe yeah i think it could have been even funnier mm. i think it could have really been like because you know they have the skit okay spoiler but they have a skit in the middle where it's like the depression barbie and she's like sitting in her <laughs> room and like watching reruns of pride and prejudice but i feel like within that is like being upset over a guy mm. is like eating unhealthy foods you know yeah. like making bad decisions like going out and drinking mm-hmm. joe and i feel like that i know it's got to appeal to like young girls still but i think that more reality mm. was like missing i think there were more things they could have explored with the patriarchy <clears throat> and further they could have gone mm-hmm. with it um but I, I i understand what they were trying to do mm-hmm. and then obviously i saw it for a second time mm. and i think i saw it differently when i saw it the second time i think every aspect of the movie and everything part of it is like a punchline and every part of it is a commentary on the differences between men and women and the patriarchy like i mean like every single bit like the things that we're saying they lack it's like intentional because it's like commentary exactly like exactly and some of the stuff i've seen on social media is people like talking exactly about that okay more spoilers but like at the end where she's like uh consoling ken about Mm. how he feels (laughs) that's like exactly something that a woman would do but a guy didn't do the reverse it was about him and how barbie had made him feel Mm -hmm. and then he'd done all these crazy things as a result of how he felt because of her yeah and like he didn't like apologize he was just like well who am i and she had to help him figure out who who he is yeah you know exactly so like every point is like a comedy moment mm-hmm. so that part where they're kind of like doing the where uh america ferrera did the whole speech mm. and then they helped other women be freed by that was again a punchline on the whole you gotta remember who you are and as a woman you always have to remember who you are mm-hmm. because men just come in and they're just like well this is what i want this is what i want <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so it's like every aspect of that yeah Maybe it's too metaphorous and we just didn't get maybe, it. Maybe, maybe we need to like let it marinate and then come back because the, when I saw it again last night, I was like, oh, I just, I just slapped my legs for the, like, just because I was like, make a point. But there was all aspects of it that I was like, oh my God, mm. right, you know. And I know that we're like probably spent the majority of this time shitting on it. It is an incredible film. It's, it's a so really good. good film. It's a really, really good film. And thinking about like all the different like parts of it now, even from just seeing it last night. And it really is like, you know, even when she's okay, no more spoilers. But even when she's like in the boardroom with like Will Ferrell, and he's like, "Well, 
I'm the CEO. But she's like, okay, can I speak to like the person who, the woman who's like the In CEO? Charge, yeah. And he's like, well, that's me. And everyone else who's like senior is like, the C- she's like, well, the CFO, the COO. Exactly. <laughs> and then like, well, I'm the, I'm the son of a woman and I'm the nephew of a, a woman aunt. Do you know? And it's yeah. like, everybody is like, well, we're, and then he was like, I think we had like a couple of women like two years ago. Do you know? And I feel like there's, that is still so upheld. And then the founder was like in a back room that was a kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> literally she was in a small room that was like on the 17th floor or something. And she was just like at her kitchen table. So yeah, I think like every part of it mm. was trying to show that like the women are still like having to consider men in every move that they make. Mm-hmm. Even when it's supposed to be like Barbie that's leading, she still had to like talk to Ken and appease Ken along the way. Yeah, 100%. And I think because of the way that the trailers focused on really the just like, they didn't really tell much about the story. It only displayed the Barbie parts of the movie, the Barbie land parts of the movie. And so it also just really wasn't what I expected from Mm. the script or the storyline like at all. Like Mm. it just, I didn't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. And it is really funny. It's really funny that like the soundtrack is like, there isn't a score. So there's no like composer that's done like a score. I think that like in between parts are like a, a, like a slowed down version of the Billie Eilish song. There's no kind of like class, like, I don't know, like classical music or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But it's like a real star studded soundtrack um, from a lot of amazing artists that we talked about in this. And I think that it's definitely a film to think about yeah 100 percent. and like we watched this really interesting video from britney broski mm-hmm. i think you shared this with me about mm-hmm. like how we feel like we're really at the brink of something changing between men and women in terms of like equal rights um and how people are like at a breaking point mm-hmm. with how things currently are between men and women and i feel like a film like this mm-hmm. coming at this time it's like so necessary yeah and i think it's really changing because it was so beautiful to see a woman dressed in pink banding together and like all getting super excited to go to the cinema mm. like when we were leaving i was like so tearful because of the end of the movie and then there's all of these like really young teenage girls stood in front of the screen posing and laughing and i was like yeah and like the cast is like so diverse Mm. in terms of like race but and body type and i think barbie's really changed over the years to represent that also Mm -hmm. and then that's really championed in the movie and i thought that was really amazing and i think the film is so witty Mm. it's not alienating it's supposed to be like open for men and women to go and see Mm -hmm. i just think it's a really great movie and props to and props to Mattel for allowing Greg Garwick to put all of that shit in the script because it's really funny and I know that there's some stuff that they would have been like so reluctant in there to do but I think maybe they just know though right they must know about like the cultural impact of Barbie and what that represents like for young young girls Mm -hmm. and how maybe they want to be part of changing that narrative with hopefully something like this movie they can do and then it all comes down to capitalism all over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was incredible. Final scores? Final score? Oh, that's that's tough. Final score? I don't know. I'll give Oppenheimer like a 9.8. Like Yeah, a- Oppenheimer was just a great... It's, because, it's really hard because we'll be scoring it. I know we came up with five things we wanted to score against. Oh, yeah. But like... 
they're both just completely different like movie experiences. I don't think it's a comparison though. Oh, it's just like independent. As independent movies. Yeah. But then I don't know if I could sit down and watch Oppenheimer again. Do you know? It's like if I go, oh, I if I go and see could. the Northern Lights, I'm going to see it once in a lifetime. Do you know? <laughs> and that time you see it is the amazing time you see it. I'm literally dying to go and see it on the like 70mm in the IMAX. Like, oh I'm yeah. In the BFI IMAX. Damn, three hours though, my ass was asleep. But I've But never... my mind was expanded. <laughs> I've sat through two-hour movies and felt more bored than I did for watching mm. that movie. Like, Amazon... Avatar was way more boring. And that's, like, the most CGI you could possibly pump into a film in your entire life. It's insane. Mm. They're like, we've made this blue so you don't get bored and there's lots of bright colours so you're like a baby and you're, like, con- consistently entertained. And then Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer's like... 25% black and white and I was like yeah I'm absolutely loving it <laughs> oh it was really good it's great it's really good it's a really really good film also a little tidbit I saw this uh, interview or something afterwards and in Oppenheimer there's like two there's like multiple timelines running all at once yeah. but then like there's black and white scenes which I thought were just the future are they not? they are but they're also an objective of view of the events and then the scenes that are in color are the events that occur they are in the past but from oppenheimer's perspective oh and i thought that was so interesting oh i love shit like that okay right great. right yeah <laughs> basically we're gonna have to go away and like we just want to give you our fresh fresh view but we have to go away and read like a bunch of articles because i think that's super interesting that's crazy yeah I think I, my score, I think, yeah, I would like agree Oppenheimer's like a solid like 9.5. But then Barbie's up there though. Yeah. Like I think seeing it for a second time, like it's just such a fun movie. It's super fun. It, there's no bit, you know how movies are like typically made where like it's all good for like 75 minutes and then mm. they have like something disastrous happen for like <laughs> yeah. 25 minutes and then the end they like, the lead character like picks it all back up and fixes it, which Barbie kind of, that kind of happens in a way. But it's not so disastrous that like someone's like, I don't know, having a traumatic event. Like it's just quite moving mm-hmm. and it's just quite like, she's just figuring shit out as women who are complex yeah who are complex creatures have to do yeah yeah 100 percent. well taking into consideration the feelings of men the men in their lives the men <laughs> on the street the men that they made eye contact with on the train <laughs> that they don't want to offend um barbie rating barbie rating like an 8.9 that's really high as well i'll give it like an 8.2 but i'm willing to change that i feel it, like you should go really see watch. it again yeah we should go do you like bop i'll do Bob Bob and Bob and Heim- <laughs> i'll just do barbenheimer again yeah let's do barbenheimer again um but that's that's the tea that's the tea guys thanks for listening to this extended version go and watch it you'll never regret it even if you don't think you would identify with oppenheimer go and watch it anyway yeah because when i was seeing barbie the person I saw Barbie with was like, I'm not going to see Barbie. And I was like, okay, well, like you don't, like I think a lot of people like don't feel the need to see them both. But I think just for cinema. Yeah. See them both. Contribute to the cinema. Contribute to the industry. Yeah. Help everybody come off of their strikes so we can get back to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> get Let's make sure everyone gets paid appropriately. Yeah. Because I feel like we're at this crazy 
dawn of people making sick films. Yeah. Like fucking finally. Thank again. God. Please no more fucking Marvel movies. <laughs> I was gonna say no. Fucking more please no more fucking Marvel movies. I don't give a fuck. Please give me some original screenplay. I don't wanna see any more of that shit. It was a week for original screenplays and we love it. Literally, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our Barbie special app. Um we love Barbie. We We're Bobs. We're Bobs. We love Nicki Minaj and we hope you had a really special time and today we, we hope you had a really special time we hope you had a really special time <laughs> we hope you had a really special time and we <laughs> wait <laughs> we hope you had a really special time and we are not going to do what we're losing sleep over because we're just losing sleep over barbie and we yeah. think this is going to be a long episode this so. is a fat episode yeah you're, you're welcome for us saving you the personal insights and the personal little fun that we normally would give you we love you bye we love you bye